Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is review number 596 with a review of Bloodshot. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And I'm David Klein. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films you've been streaming to help you get through the pandemic. Um, this week, we are here to talk about a little film called Bloodshot. And uh, given that this is a Vin Diesel film, uh, we have brought back our resident Vin Diesel slash Keanu Reeves slash action film aficionado, David Klein. How are you doing tonight? Oh, my mom is going to be so proud to hear those words. <laughs> I am doing just wonderful after watching this uh, delightful, I don't even know what you call it, but thank you for having me back. <laughs> you are very, very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last episode we all recorded together? I feel like it was not that long ago. Was it not uh, John Wick? Any of those? No. Or fast, oh, it was Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, it was Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs oh, and yeah, Shaw. Yeah. Oh, mm. yes. The, the biggest disappointment, yes. <laughs> are, are, are you saying that this was less of a disappointment for you than uh, Hobbs and Shaw was? All I want, I want to say, like, let's, I'm pretending that I haven't, you know, we're not going to see it oh, yet. I haven't okay, talked gotcha. about it yet. Like, the, we have not entered a world where we have talked about Bloodshot, so let's focus on Hobbs and Shaw for a second. Right. Gotcha. What happened in Hobbs and Shaw? Oh, my God. So I believe the official canonical David Klein opinion is, it was terrible and I loved it, must see. <laughs> I loved it so much. And it was so insane. Oh, my God. I just, I, I still think about, like, how did they... Wait, what? Oh my god, it's a it's a backpack that draws your blood, but then like puts your blood back in. It's just like it was insane. That yeah, might so. be something that uh, a little company called RST might develop. Oh, you're wow. gonna have to tell us all about RST. <laughs> oh, and I where that was. For the love of God, where was that city? I'm so curious. <laughs> I believe I Googled it afterwards and I believe it is supposed to be Kuala Lumpur. I don't uh, know why. I, I don't okay. think they ever mention it. I don't think it's yeah. relevant at all, but Wikipedia knows that it is supposed to be Kuala Lumpur. Got mm. it. Okay, that that answers actually most of my questions about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it explains everything. Yeah, okay, totally understood now. I hope one of us has at least looked up the uh, the actual material and like what the hell is this story and who is this hero, But because I, I don't know. I'm I, not familiar. I, I, I just do the editing. I don't do any of the looking up. That's, <laughs> you don't do any of the research? <laughs> that's oh, all man. your guys' responsibility. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I do not know anything about Bloodshot, the hero. I did not okay. even know that he was considered a hero until like right the second. I, I truly <laughs> believed it was just a one-off movie until until yeah. you well, said. Apparently, that. it's not Marvel or DC. It's like its own universe of heroes, and this was going to be the thing to launch this mm. universe. Mom and Pop. Oh, hero. Th this was supposed to launch a universe. I don't quote me on that. I mean, I did some light duck duck going earlier today, but. <laughs> You know, I, I think that's what they were trying to do, and it just is not going to. Kind of like you know, I, I read some article about how you know they did the DC universe and Marvel universe, and they try to do Universal's Dark Universe, and then this was like another universe and mm. Curse Splat. Oh, I, yeah. I, we're not talking about it yet. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Curse Splat. Uh, like great, <laughs> wonderful Curse Splat. All right. Well, to start this off, uh, to have like a question related to the film, I'm going to ask you guys this: if you could have a uh, cybernetic breathing, a cybernetic arm, cybernetic legs, or uh, 
I feel like there was one more. Oh, the uh, we know the fourth one. <laughs> a character asks for a different cybernetic augmentation. The fourth one is you are you are literally Vin Diesel. That's the fourth. One. Uh, no, there's another one. This film teases, but mm. <laughs> uh, what would you guys choose, David Klein? Ah, uh, God, I, I assume the legs because I think the other ones are also stupid. Like I, I don't know, the legs <laughs> are the most practical. I think the the funny thing about the guy with the eyes is that he can never wear a jacket. And oh, I the eyes is the one that I forgot. Warm closet, warm client climates, and the breathing thing just does not seem practical. Oh my god, it's got Bluetooth connected. Like they could just shut that down. You know, software update, and you can't breathe. That was freaky. That was actually the only point in the movie where I thought, oh, something's happening. Um, yeah, and then the bloodshot one. I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. You get the common cold, and that's going to somehow kill you. So. <laughs> There's, there's something that he has a weakness that they do not reveal in the movie is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steven, what about you? Well, if you asked me in any other time, I might have said the legs, but we are clearly living through a, a phase where mechanical lungs would be very good right now. <laughs> I think it would oh, really, it would really solve a lot of problems for me <laughs> over the next Dude. month to two years, however long this thing is going on. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, what what thing are you talking about? Just so that the uh, the audience knows. Yeah, and we should be clear. We record these like two years in advance, so I'm actually talking about <laughs> uh, the Trump election. <laughs> <laughs> no, talking of course about COVID nineteen. Um, yeah, I will say though, not not to get too into the movie. I did find it hilarious how they had to find multiple ways that it was like good and useful that she could breathe hazardous things <laughs> I, I found that pretty pretty amusing it's pretty pretty silly yes yeah uh actually i just realized what you're talking about with that cigarette okay you're right i did not put that together <laughs> yep. that is so stupid we'll, wow. we'll get into some of that stuff later um for me yeah. Yeah, for yeah, me yeah. i think all of the cybernetic implants that we see in this film have some some limitations, we'll say, and some stupid things about them. I guess I would take the cybernetic arm because that seems the most useful to me. You guys both said potentially legs, but I want to remind you, it's not the whole leg. It's from the knees down, which means your human leg has to do all the work of Wait, lifting and moving. Wait, is that true? I thought, it, did, it, did they only show knee down? I'm pretty sure it's knee down. Oh, he says, yeah, when they introduce the character. I don't know, man. I... That ragtag team was just so stupid. I, I thought that it was so impractical. So, I mean, holy shit. Also, they they don't really need to be there. I mean, this this we got to get into this crap. They need to be I there mean, to to help uh, facilitate Vin Diesel getting into the, his role. Oh my god! So they're so they're character Can, actors. I see. I assume. I assume if I'm leg guy, I also get that crazy spider suit that makes me look like an Alita battle angel villain. Is that? Is that not a part of the game? Okay, that was fucking rad. <laughs> that oh, was cool. I didn't make that connection. I, I thought of Elysium. Mm, yeah. I actually wrote that. I wrote that down somewhere. Elysium arms slash Dr. Octopus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're, 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 they can be controlled independently. The Elysium arms are just like bolted into your skeletal frame. So I feel like you have to. It's a one-to-one thing. These arms seem to work independently. Gotcha. Oh wait, are you sure? I thought I thought the the New Zealand guy at the end of uh, Elysium had like arms that stick out further, but I I could be mistaken. I don't remember. But anyways, okay. we're not here to talk about Elysium. <laughs> that was yeah. We're not here maybe... to talk about better movies. <laughs> Do we want to talk about how we feel about Vin Diesel going into this? Just in general. I mean, in general, like I, I think your appearance on the podcast 
to specifically review Vin Diesel films means you have to be positive on him. Ugh, again, mom, you really just beaming right now. Or as we say, <laughs> cavelling. Um, yeah, I mean, I wrote down a few notes about Vin Diesel going into this movie. Before I clicked play, I wrote down, man, he's had a cool career. And he's done some things outside of Fast and the Furious that I think are worth mentioning, such as Saving Private Ryan. What? He's one, he's, he's one of the dudes. He's Caparzo. Uh, a Man Apart, I thought was an awesome movie, too, super underrated, where he's a cop and is... Was he Daddy Daycare? Uh, no, that's The Pacifier. Oh, the pacifier. the pacifier. Yes, mm. oh, I'm not, I've really just embarrassed myself. And then the last <laughs> one I want to mention is uh, Boiler Room. He's great in Boiler Room. Oh, yeah. Boiler Room's great. Yeah. So I think, you know, he's, uh, he's pretty cool. And I, I really am a big fan. And then, uh, holy shit, what happened here? Well, don't, so, don't forget that he's also the voice of the Iron Giant potentially the most heartfelt role he's done to this time. Yeah, I actually don't know what that is. <laughs> really? You're so full of shit. You're so full of shit. Are you kidding me? No, yeah. David Klein is trolling us. Yeah, you never know. Mm. Also, I'm group. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. He's also in the video for Wiz Khalifa's See You Again, so he got in there, too. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. someone died. Yeah, I don't. No spoiler mm-hmm. alert. I don't want to spoil Fast Seven or Eight, but you know. See, I like I like Vin Diesel, but I prefer a Bill Diesel, who I don't know if it's his real brother, but it's a character Paul Shear plays on comedy podcasts sometimes. He's like his squeaky oh little God. brother. I'm a, I'm a fan. No way. <laughs> I have I've not heard that. I, please send me a link to one of those. I want to listen to that. Yep. All right. Well, we're not here to talk about every single appearance of Vin Diesel in history. We're here to talk about a single solitary uh, appearance that he's made, and that is for the film Bloodshot. Yes. So we are going to take a listen to the trailer for Bloodshot, and then we're going to come back and give you guys a review. And initiate sequence. Gina, I'm home. Memories are made of this. This place. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but you got yourself killed at RST. We'd rebuild the most important assets in the U.S. military. Soldiers like yourself. You're the first who we've successfully managed to bring back. But improved, enhanced. With the technology in your veins, you have an army inside you that will not only make you stronger, it will heal you instantly. Holy shit. Now tell me, do you remember anything? Where are you going? I've got unfinished business. I'm going to find the man who murdered my wife and kill him. Oh, that's not good. All right, shut him down. And initiate sequence. Okay, who is the next target for elimination? Tell me, do you remember anything? Do I know you guys? I don't think so. (laughs) They've been manipulating you. What you think is real. Sometimes ain't. And initiate sequence. Memories. 
for that. You sure about that? Revenge is what makes a man like you exceptional. You know nothing about men like me. That is absolutely fantastic. I feel like I just heard this. Are they playing this on repeat? All right. Wow. So that was the trailer for Bloodshot. Um, it exists in a world where a company called RST, which uh, I assume stands for really stupid tech, um, has developed a series of different things that help augment soldiers in the wild. And one of the things they have developed is this crazy nanobot uh, technology that is injected inside of one soldier who died. It brings him back and it puts a whole army inside of his blood. And uh, yeah, they sick him on a series of targets and he begins to question the nature of his reality. Whoa, whoa, you've already given away the movie. Yeah, like the trailer. <laughs> no, I actually listened to this trailer. I realized I never saw the trailer. So I saw this movie fresh. Wow. And so when, that ha- when you find out what is now apparently in the trailer... It blew my mind. Wow. So, all I said was that he starts yeah. to question the nature of his reality, which we know all machines do uh-huh. in this world in which yeah. we have great HBO shows. So, yeah. And anyways, Westworld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever, Stephen. Westworld's a great show. David Klein. <laughs> yes. What did you think of Bloodshot? I thought this movie started off pretty silly. But I was on board. I was like, all right, you know, this poor guy. And then I had a little bit of an inkling that, you know, I, I guess I won't get into the, the the twist. But I thought, well, there's a lot of tropes here. Maybe something's going to happen. Maybe what we're seeing isn't really real. But um, I love Vin Diesel. And I think he's amazing. I think he's so badass. <laughs> but... When he was, you know, the movie starts with him in some kind of army uniform, and he just looked like such an idiot. <laughs> I couldn't believe, I just, I couldn't buy that he was in any kind of military Yeah, this guy doesn't uniform. wear clothes. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I was like, give this guy a tank top. What is going <laughs> here, here's on Here's the thing. I, I, think, um, I think stunt military helmets never fit correctly, and they're always crooked, yeah. and they always look dumb as hell. Yeah. Uh, also, he just looks dumb in that uniform. But so I was on board with this movie until things started to go off the deep end, and then I was just like, "Oh my god, this is never going to end." And then you were double in. <laughs> no, no, I was just dying for it to end at some point. Um, I, I I took a lot of notes, and I basically what I was doing when I was taking notes was tying every single scene in this movie to other science fiction and action movies that this movie just ripped off completely. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I was uh, <sighs> pretty sad by the end of this movie. Pretty pretty sad. Although there was some there were a couple of funny moments that I noted that that made it worthwhile. But otherwise, this is a uh, this is not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Even without COVID nineteen, I think this would have bombed bigly. I think COVID nineteen <laughs> helps it actually. Yeah, because then it, it keeps people from finding out what a horrible horrible piece of shit this movie is I, yeah. there was a Co- covid19 is like the ugly best friend that it hangs out with to be like look <laughs> i'm still better than this guy <laughs> i'm a little concerned that i come on this podcast and just think every movie sucks but i hope that's not i think i liked all the john wick movies in fast seven and eight but these other vi- these other movies boy oh boy <laughs> holy shit this movie really 
I actually wrote the words under kata, underwater kata, and then Vin Diesel literally <laughs> says underwater kata. <laughs> I just started laughing so hard. Uh, did you guys turn on captions for this movie? Because I definitely had the captions on since he mumbles so many lines. <laughs> I didn't, but I thought about it. But then I was yeah. like, I don't think I care what he's saying. <laughs> he's actually turning into Stallone over time, just mm-hmm. getting like deeper and more mumbly. Uh, God, boy, oh boy. Holy shit. There's there's some great stuff in here. Uh, the actor, if you watch Servant on Apple TV+. Plus, uh, Chris has. Yes. Okay, yeah. So the I main, refuse. The main character... Uh, yeah, we could start a TV podcast, but the main character in that is in this movie, and he's actually pretty funny. Um, he's also yeah, the lead in my favorite episode of Black Mirror. Um, so that dude's wait, great. What is, which one is that? The entire history of you. Oh, you're right. Oh my God. That's a good call. Is he British? Sure. Oh my God. Every, everyone's <laughs> British. God damn it. I mean, I wrote down uh, here that a uh, new girl dude is British. I didn't know he was British. Yeah. Lamar Morris. Yeah. By the way, best character in the movie. Oh yeah. Who was, Easy. who was the worst character in the movie? Eric hated Eric. Couldn't Fuck stand Eric. Eric. I literally wrote, Eric is not funny. I thought they kept <laughs> like trying to make him the comedic relief, and he just killed me. He's the he's the super tech guy who works for Iron Man 3 villain. Uh <laughs> so so stupid. This is literally the same universe as Iron Man 3. But okay, mm. getting ahead of myself. You guys, you guys talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steven. Yeah, I did not like this movie. I do think coronavirus helped this movie be just normal bad for me rather than like angering bad. I think even a bad movie, I was happy to sit for like an hour and 45 minutes and watch and not be looking at Twitter thinking about how we're all going to (laughs) die. So that that was a bonus for this movie. But yeah, this is just so lackluster. I mean, it's like what David said. It is clearly ripping off many other movies and everything it rips off it is strictly worse than the things it is ripping off i my theory which david is kind of proving wrong is that if i had gone in not knowing the premise of the movie not knowing the twist then maybe i would have gotten more joy out of it because like the beginning of the movie is all very dumb right but it's very dumb in a feels like a fake ad for the military type of dumb, right? Like a a Michael Bay type of movie where it's just like, okay, he's infiltrating a house and we're like, everything just felt like a video game. And if I did not know what was coming, the twists later that kind of undercuts those earlier scenes would have maybe felt a little clever to me. But the trailer having beat everything that makes this movie potentially fun into your brain... I couldn't have any fun with that. I was just like, okay, when is the reveal going to happen? When are we going to watch? What's it going to do next? And the action is just not good in this movie. Like the movie is set up. So he repeatedly will go into implausibly difficult situations and just murder everyone. And you'd never once feel any sense of like adventure or risk or feeling that something is going to go wrong. It is just like a completely joyless gun spree to me like there was just nothing really fun about it um, what, 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 what about like... when they bring out the case steven <laughs> sure <laughs> um i oh well okay so that's another thing that i i wrote down why is that the only time someone uses an emp in this movie 
it seems like there would be other very clear places somebody would want to use it after they learn what it is capable of doing. <laughs> um, but anyway, Lamorne Morris was funny. He was by far the best part of the movie. That's like one of the few positive things I wrote down in my notes. Uh, I liked in a dumb way how many excuses they had to make KT inhale like noxious fumes and have that be like a thing that helped her kick ass. <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to list them all out because I can only think of one. But uh, there are there are two that I can think of. The the worst thing is she has the thing, which we learn has one flaw, and later she puts on a thing that should theoretically remove that flaw. The problem is that thing goes over the device that has the flaw. So the flaw should still exist. Mm. Yeah, it's I almost follow. like you're thinking about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's your first mistake. So is it Deadpool two where there's a character that is like indestructible and they just constantly like almost die like all the time? Where <laughs> there's something that has had that happen where like a person is indestructible and you know because like repeatedly they get run over by shit. I I don't um, know. I feel like there's. You could be describing the juggernaut in Deadpool too. Oh, it's possible. It's possible. You could okay. be describing but, Ryan Reynolds' film that hasn't come out yet, Free Guy. Oh, it's going to be postponed forever. Oh, I hate COVID nineteen so much. I, I swear <laughs> to God, I, I remember watching a movie. I don't think it was meant to be a joke. So it probably wasn't Deadpool, but watching a movie where like a person is made indestructible, and the way they learn is that in a like completely normal situation, they fall over and would have broken their neck. <laughs> Like, Groundhog Day. <laughs> regardless of what it is, I feel like the girl multiple times coming in contact with like noxious fumes kind of reminded me of that trope. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just dumb. The The only fight that I thought was remotely entertaining was the an early one that takes place in a tunnel. And even that wasn't cool. It was just like... It, it was more like a monster movie. Like Vin Diesel was the villain that we didn't really see the machinations of what he was doing. And I kind of liked that for this movie. Yeah, it, it basically turned into Morbius for five seconds. Exactly. God, Morbius. We're going to have to wait till 2021 for that now. Oh my God. Um, you guys are killing me. <laughs> so depressing. I know. Uh, the fight while falling, I won't say anymore, but that was one of the most expensive least interesting <laughs> things i've ever seen <laughs> in my life like the 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 amount of time that is spent and the amount of cg money that probably went into that for a like completely joyless lifeless idiotic ride useless yeah yeah useless it, it, this movie was just not good i i felt like there weren't enough cool locations either like the premise should have had him like going all over the world there should have been like a Mission Impossible Bond type of joy of like, ooh, now he's going to be in Africa. Now he's going to be in South America. And like we already talked in this movie, like I didn't know where he was until I looked on Wikipedia later. Like there was no fun of him like traversing the world, killing all these people. Um, I'll nitpick more, but Chris, let's hear hear how you feel about this movie. <laughs> Tell us how much you uh, loved it to save the podcast. <laughs> uh, I will say that there is one thing that makes this film interesting. And that is, I could at least I could say it by half spoiler spoil spoiling another film that is actually fantastic, is just the casting of Guy Pierce in this role. I feel mm -hmm. has to be an homage to another film that Guy yep. Pierce is the lead in, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Which our 
Is it set in a city in California? <laughs> I don't remember the city it's set in, but... Uh, okay, we're talking about a different movie then. I don't know what you're referring to. Oh, here we go. I am referring to a film... Mine would have been confidential. Uh, spoiler. No, no, no. So, uh, I'm just going to bleep it so I can say it for you guys. But uh, the film... This is the plot of... Mm. Oh wow! Like, I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah. Okay. I dig it. By the end, by the end of, you get this story minus the nanobites or nano mm-hmm. whatever they're called, which is a honestly very minor difference. <laughs> a nano difference. <laughs> but I feel like just the casting, just the casting of Guy Pierce, feels like this backdoor, really fun, interesting sort of concept. So. Really? The, I thought it was a backdoor to Iron Man 3. I mean, you can go that route, but I went my route. Guy Pierce is the same person. Is it similar That is person? true also, yeah. S- same mo- yeah. same motivations. Uh Yeah. But S- same technology. But less uh same arm, the, right? The, am I am no, I he has, misremembering? <laughs> <laughs> he just he has his arms. <laughs> I remember a fake arm. I remember like a punch where his arm like something happens to it. That's because he's super strong in Iron Man 3. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I, I had fun with just thinking about that premise. But it's a premise you get from the trailer. So it, it doesn't like... it's Like, I watched this film without the idea of a quote-unquote twist. I don't think there is a twist in this film because the marketing material is that this is the story that you're going to see. So I, I don't call it a twist. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall the idea of everyone except for vin diesel doesn't make sense these other soldiers like imagine imagine if you came back from war and you got your leg blown off and you're given a cybernetic leg that does nothing but adds weight to your entire body and makes it hard to do normal stuff and then this other asshole (laughs) gets like fucking nanobots in his blood and i'd be pretty pissed yeah, yeah he's a fucking like i mean to, to be honest, the leg guy is pissed. <laughs> That's part of the story. Is that that guy's like, "Fuck this guy! Why does he get the nanobots?" So that is, he's definitely got a chip on his shoulder. I think that is the most believable part of this film, and that's where I'm like, "Yeah, I'm on board with legs, guys." Because <laughs> fucking <laughs> this guy knows what's up. This is fucked up. I'm a legs man. <laughs> and, and and here we go. And the the film does play with the fact that like. And by, by play with the fact, I mean, it has a line of dialogue where Guy Pierce says, you're the first person we've been able to successfully do this to. So maybe there's something special about Vin Diesel that makes him the one soldier that can have the nanobots. But I think... Oh, um, did you hear yourself? <laughs> Are you even questioning that? There is definitely something special about Vin Diesel. Come on. <laughs> well, I can't wait for the sequel when The Rock and Idris Elba get, get the nanobots Oh too. my God. Oh God. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, I don't think there's going to be a sequel to this this piece of trash. Yeah, I've got to say, I think I feel like even the movie bailed out of making you want a sequel. Like they they could yeah. have easily ended it in a way that makes you want more, and they were just like, no, movie's over. Yeah, but yeah, so I, I will or, say, yeah. I watched this film on an iPad in bed with headphones on, and. I can't really say much positive other than the casting of, of uh, Guy Pierce and the character of Wilfred, Wilfred Wiggins, who I thought was fun and entertaining. Yeah. Um, but all in all... Yeah, he's the one we're all praising as Lamorne Morris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that was an enjoyable part of this film. But I think overall, 
Uh, I... I didn't hate this film more than any other film that I've seen in this type of genre, but I also don't really think it was that exciting of a film. I just had fun imagining like the genius who decided to cast Guy Pierce in this role, given the where the plot goes to. And uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, I, I, there, there isn't much to say about this film. <laughs> yeah, well, because so- it falls into that really sad territory of uh, bad bad as opposed to bad fun like bad boring is the worst kind of movie i love bad fun movies but this oh boy yeah it so there was in particular the there was a scene that really bothered me toward the beginning of the movie where pre nanobite pre all of this crazy bionic stuff we watch vin diesel slam multiple people through a toilet like he's vin diesel he's very (laughs) strong he he is inhumanly strong. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And and then there's the scene in his like unbreakable moment later where he's learning how strong he is after the nanobites. And the way he learns he's strong is by breaking a punching bag. And to me, that is no more impressive than what he did with the toilet earlier. Like well, I feel like I mean, Stephen, obviously you haven't beaten up a lot of people in bathrooms, but I think the toilet broke. How dare you? <laughs> by, by the weight of the body that was thrown into the toilet, not by the sheer power of his fist. Yeah, and those 1980s uh, Italian toilets, by the way, he lives in Italy, I wrote. Uh, yeah, they're not very strong. <laughs> I think he was just vacationing in Italy. So no, that is one thing. Lived. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know what we're calling. He I don't know what we're calling there. a spoiler. Like, so Chris can bleep this if this is too spoilery, but. That is one thing I give this movie credit for is when it first showed the Amalfi Coast of Italy, I was like, that looks fake. That looks like a video game rendering. And then later mm. they like very specifically steer into that in a way that I was like, <laughs> okay, you at least know that you suck at like what you tried to do. <laughs> I, I will I will say that is my favorite scene in this entire film is when they slowly construct the entire coast in like the gray special effects look. Um that was a cool. I, I don't know. I had fun with that little building the scene. This movie had a couple like interesting visuals. Yeah, great. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, to to go back to the toilet thing, right before he slams the gentleman into the toilet, the gentleman punches Vin Diesel right in the chest. I think two times, and Vin Diesel just stares at him. <laughs> and I wrote, "Is he Superman? Because punches aren't taking effect." Uh, that it was just insane. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it does like yeah. yeah. Even pre the beginning of this movie, that Vin Diesel already is indestructible, and there is no stakes because he just seems like nothing could hurt him. So I, I feel like that just sets the tone for the rest of the movie. Another, and again, the movie kind of explains this by virtue of the implanted like like he's able to gain access to all sorts of information. I won't say more. The first time he goes rogue and decides to go on a killing spree, he just suddenly is in a truck. How did he get in the truck? Did it explain <laughs> yeah. him like getting keys you and have to going pay very close attention to the cars? <laughs> the cars are all it's this is what it's all about. He needs to get into an American muscle car, then he needs to get to an American pickup truck. Yep. Okay? <laughs> this is Vin Diesel. He is always within thirty five feet of a truck. Or a muscle car, and if you notice in the uh, in the Italian countryside, he's driving a Mustang. Yeah. 
So this is all very on brand for Vin Diesel. Yeah, and little known fact, the real Vin Diesel does have one bionic implant that makes every American truck open when he walks near it. So it's, <laughs> kind of, it's kind of his one superpower. <laughs> I, I did I did write down, is he allowed to leave? Because, yeah, he just walks out. out of, you know, he's a multi-billion dollar prototype. You think, uh, you know. Guys, guys, maybe, uh, are you missing the whole point of the thing? They are making him want to leave. No, well, I know now. I know, I know. And, and so that's why this I think, is before like, you, before you realize that, yeah. the conceit of the movie kind of explains that. But I don't know why Vin Diesel thinks he's able to like get in the truck. That's what yeah. I don't get. Like, well, where did I, he get I, keys? We don't see him like find keys. <laughs> well, I assume since he's you're free. on a military base, they're just behind the visor. <laughs> sure. No one else is using those trucks, right? They're only official uh, military issued trucks. It would have it would have been great if like someone who works low level security was like getting out of their four tourists and just like, hey, 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 how's it going? You know, and just but no, no, there's no there's no charm in this movie. Here, no. here I, I want to have a little bit of a spoilery conversation just real fast, which I think at this point, well, I think go. at this point we don't really care about spoilers for this film, um, right? Right. Okay. No. No. So. We see all of the augmentations that all these people have, right? They're large, they're metal, they're they're not uh, they're not uh, subtle. They're they're they they probably weigh a lot. Um, there is a character in this film who comes very close to asking for an augmented penis. Why does that guy, who is a fucking tech at RST? believe that the penis that he would get would pass for a humanoid penis and not a metal monstrosity? It's, it's a good question, and it's an example of why I agree with David that this is one <laughs> of the least funny characters I've seen in a long time. Because that, yeah, the just, joke writes itself, like, tech guy wants an augmented penis, but why would he want that? It doesn't make sense. You're never going to pleasure a woman with a giant metal penis. <laughs> That's how dumb he I've is. tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> Jesus. Um, God, there's a movie. Ed, Ed, Ed TV, they talk about this. But uh, I think this movie is catering to people who think that's funny. Because if you know later in the movie, Wiggins, uh, sorry, I don't know his real name. He's walking upstairs. He turns around to the guy behind him and says, don't look at my ass. And it's like, really? <laughs> that's the laziest possible joke. Yeah. Come on. But he is also playing a guy who's fucking with people who have guns and are technically threatening his life. So he is trying to lighten the tension in the situation he exists in. So I'll allow his don't look at my ass joke because he is trying oh to God. cut the tension with a knife. The other See, guy I, I feel like is, th- is just for that the audience. Is what, that is what annoys me about this movie is it it knows enough to be self-aware and give like an excuse for why all the dumb jokes and dumb effects and everything is happening, but it doesn't steer into it enough to be fun. It's just like in this dumb middle yeah. ground where it's like, okay, you like, like there's a, a scene where Guy Pierce talks about like, you've just been ripping off bad action movie scripts and it's like, okay, so you, you know that you're dumb what are you going to do with yeah. it? And they just don't do anything with it. And to me, that's almost worse than just really believing in what you're doing is like being hip and detached, but then still not being very funny. So, yeah, yeah, I, I no, can't give it a point. pass, even though in the movie, almost everything is explained. It's still just like feels very lackluster to me. Yeah, this I mean, this was a tough this was a tough one. 
Well, I mean, I, I think, David, if I can out you, you were extremely excited to see this film. Oh, I was so pumped. And I kept telling my wife, I don't care about coronavirus. I am going to the theater. i got to see this movie. <laughs> and then shit went down and they closed all the movie theaters. But then it came out on iTunes. I was so pumped. And, oh, boy, oh, boy, I own this movie forever. I don't even know how to remove it from my iTunes account. I, I will say I made two purchases this weekend bloodshot and dickie roberts former child star and i very much preferred the latter to the former (laughs) oh my god isn't that like a razzie winning like crazy award-winning crap movie it existed in that wonderful period of happy madison movies when a guy acts like a little kid but then also gets the hot girl in the end it's just that weird combination that only like the early 2000s were okay with yeah, like Adam Sandler is always married to Salma Hayek for some reason, yeah. and it's just is like, what are you ta- What are you doing? <laughs> I actually bumped into once at a restaurant. Uh, he does have a lovely family. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool story. This is what the people. <laughs> yeah. This is what the people tune in for. Yeah. I also, yeah, you know. as long as we're going wildly off topic, I we were trying to rent uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous because I've never seen it, and oh. I, really worth watching. I, yeah, and I paid to rent it, only to find that there is a movie called Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is the only one that Apple knows about, which came out in like 2012 and is some oh, bullshit, no. weird ripoff movie that has nothing to do with the original. And I paid $5 to rent that movie. <laughs> you, can, you get a refund for that. I, I, I think you could fill out a form. But yeah, Doubt Drop Dead Gorgeous <laughs> is hysterical. I think I saw them in the theater and was just dying laughing. It's so funny. <laughs> I hope I hope we get at some point to write down all the movies that this movie rips off. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. I also, uh, I don't know if this is too spoilery, I kept a tally of how many times Vin Diesel was wearing a tank top in the movie. <laughs> how many? Because <laughs> I feel like uh, I counted five. There, how could you tell they were different tank tops? Because there was a different scene. Okay. And they switched between white and black. Mm. Nice. Yeah, these are the things that I bring to the Spoiler Warning Podcast, just just to be clear. Have you not seen Kung Pao? Sometimes a shirt can change color magically between in the single scene. Kung Pao? Is that the soccer movie? No, that's Shaolin Soccer. What's Kung Pao? Is it the Jack Black? Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. <laughs> I can't remember that one. You would know. <laughs> oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> does wee 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 ring a bell? That sounds like a little Wayne song. Did you think the effects? No. Did you think the effects <laughs> of like the Terminator effect where parts of his body would like splatter away and then the nanobites or whatever would like slowly morph back? Were those ever cool? I feel like those were dumb every single time. I, I actually wrote down, nanites, nanites can fly and move like T-1000, which was really stupid. <laughs> but see, yeah. here's the thing is, Why? they don't actually move like T-1000. I thought for a second, when he like takes that grenade launcher to the chest, and everything spiders out like big wings, I thought we were going to go straight up into like... Um, freaking video game territory where he's going to start forming those things into like blades or something and start attacking the enemy but nothing like that ever happened sad no mm. it, it, 
I, it's so stupid because like I get it like okay the blood's on the inside it fixes the problems but if they're flying around like what the fuck now these things have to fly I thought they first they just swim in your blood I just this well they, they weren't shit. exactly flying around they were making their way back to the body sure sure f- f- you know go fuck yourself uh, <laughs> <laughs> cut off his mic I do want I do want to understand how he was so strong because they don't really explain that like like he just starts picking up first of all the the scene where he discovers his strength um really fucking stupid because mm-hmm. like we've seen clever ways that people discover the strength you mentioned unbreakable already and he just picks up the heaviest weight it's like now that's not interesting first of all that weight exists which means other people can pick it up like that's a normal thing <laughs> if you started curling like think about the rock in fast seven he starts curling the bench in the prison mm-hmm. that's funny and interesting like like, you just picked up one of the other weights. Like, what the fuck? Uh, and then he starts punching a column so hard. I'm like, oh, the building's going to no, fall exactly. down. That now. was the this thing that bothered strange. me the most about that scene. I was like, that's clearly a load-bearing beam. Like, why would you punch that? I have remodeled zero houses. I know everything about load-bearing beams. That was definitely a load-bearing beam. <laughs> I was very upset by it. And why, why was he even working out? Like, in the scene right before that, didn't he say, like, I'm going to go to bed and hopefully wake up. Like, did, did he just, like, go to the gym right after that? First of all, flawless, flawless Vin Diesel voice. Did you not pay attention to as soon as he, while the water caught was going on, when she got out of the water, he was like, couldn't sleep. Okay. Yeah, he says he can't sleep. He's He's gone through a lot of trauma. Like, he's trying to figure out who he is. He's Vin Diesel. He's got to get a midnight session. Yeah, to, like, he breached the door when him. he was told to stand down. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, this guy's going through a lot. He lost his wife. He lost oh his best God. friend that he used to drive cars with. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> was... By the way, to continue the thread of we were talking about cars, at some point in this movie, he has to drive a non-computerized car, right. which is, again, something we have seen in, I believe, Fast 6. And he's given a Porsche, and I thought that was really disappointing. It should have been a, cha- a Challenger mm. or, a, or a Mustang again. That was really sad. Yeah. But I mean, if, the Porsche if, was cool. if he would have driven a Challenger, easy. wouldn't it have exploded on takeoff? Ooh, too soon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, that was 1986, I guess. It's, oh, yeah, we're, we're fine. The cutoff, cutoff is like 88. Oh, my God. That was, that was a tough one. <laughs> Um, good lord. This is going to be the one episode that that ends everything. This is going to be the the one episode that NASA listens to, of course. (laughs) Oh my god. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the fan mail you're going to receive? If I get cancelled for a Challenger joke, I'll be pretty upset. Uh, I, I, I do like to call out whenever props are reused, and I'm pretty sure uh, the chest breathing apparatus is, if not identical, it's very similar to a chest apparatus that was in Resident Evil. Mm. <laughs> you you can do with that information whatever you want. Uh, I think Ali Larder has some kind of chest attachment. I don't know. I like to call these things out. I didn't notice it without Tool playing below it. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so do we want to... Uh, I mean, what the what the hell? Guys, this one was tough. I feel so guilty because, like, I was so excited. I told my wife so many times how badass and awesome this was going to be, and then you invited me back on the podcast. So, so here, yeah. here's the real question: Did your wife watch this film with you? 
No. So she managed to ditch. So you're still married. <laughs> still married. Happily married. She said, I'm going out to an appointment. And I said, wow, COVID-19. I mean, maybe you shouldn't be going. She's like, you can watch your stupid movie. And I did. And I was just like head down. I cannot believe how boring this is. She, so so she said, I would rather I'd face rather, a yeah. world ending <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Yeah. Then watch this fucking movie with you. She knew. She yeah. is so much smarter than I am. She knew this was a real <laughs> piece of shit just from the poster. Oh, man. I just wish it were funny or, like, interesting. Yeah. But the moment it turns, it's just, oh, like, oh, I know it's that. Oh. See, I, I lost Joanna at the word diesel <laughs> when I was describing <laughs> the movie. That, that was about when she was like, no, you can watch that on your own. Oh, brutal. I actually I, I knew so little about this movie that I thought there was some kind of vampire element to it because it was all about mm. blood. Uh, I mean, it, I, I feel like the film definitely calls upon vampiric imagery. I mean, we we just keep craving Morbius, but it's not going to come for another <laughs> but many yeah, months at this point. Every time he goes full on nanobite, he uh like he gets his color gets desaturated and like yeah like that entire tunnel tunnel fight was essentially a vampire thing, as yeah, we said I, earlier. I, I wrote, why does he turn red? I didn't understand. I think it happens two times where he, his chest and his eyes become red. The tunnel, uh, They become bloodshot. The, the, it's the yeah. same thing Same thing that happens to Godzilla <laughs> when oh he's going God. nuclear. You didn't, you didn't question when he did it. Oh, I don't think I watched the Godzilla 2 because holy shit, that looks... Because first of all, Godzilla 1, like you can't kill... Bro, that's not cool. You can't do Well, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for that piece of shit. Also, um, I'm pretty sure he dies in a lot of things. <laughs> true. Uh, but he was my favorite part of that movie, even though it was supremely bad. Oh, here I go again talking about another They killed movie. him like 20 minutes into the movie, too, yeah. which was pretty, pretty impressive. Um, that scene in the tunnel, the big fight scene... <laughs> Why was there flour everywhere? I thought that was really... They're like, we want to do something with snow because snow is cool. Shit, we don't have snow on location. Great, let's just put flour on the ground. Like, that was stupid. I, I, yeah, it, it kind of felt like a... Like, you thought it was going to lead somewhere. Like, it was going to be flammable or it was going to be, like... I thought it was going to be cocaine, maybe, or something. But no, it was just flour. <laughs> it never does anything else. Except <laughs> and that's what makes him go Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. He basically goes full on Harley Quinn. He's like, ah! Oh, I didn't see Birds of Prey. Is that worth watching? Oh, maybe if you listen to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> shit. Sick burn. I think it's available for rental now, too. I think it came yeah. out this week. Yeah, the problem is when yeah. we're in quarantine, I get, like, very few bad movies allowed in the house. <laughs> you get one movie and you wasted I, it on Bloodshot. This is it. This, I wasted this and $20 on this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I feel bad for Isa Gonzalez, by the way. Is that how you pronounce her name? Isa or is it Isa? I think Isa, but I'm not positive. Okay, because she did this, and then she barely was in Hobbs and Shaw for like a second. And then she was also in, uh, I thought Alita Battle Angel was really, really stupid. And she's her, she's not even in it. It's just like a <laughs> section of her face. Like, I don't know. I, I you know, I just want her to kick ass because I think she's awesome. Mm. All right, continue. Sorry. Oh no, I just I was going to ask if you had any last comments. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. I talked the underwater. Oh, I thought this was cool that he had like matrix level learning capabilities. He would just like download shit. 
of course, so here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing yeah. about the downloading shit. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what he is. Yeah. But in theory, the mach- the nanobytes are just acting upon their own free will, right? Like he's like, no oh, shit, I wish I knew where this guy was. And they go out and hack shit. Why does Guy Pierce think that's strange? Oh my God, how is he getting this information? I don't know. We put the nanotech inside him and oh. we don't know what it's well, but doing. He doesn't. Yeah, that that whole thing was for the audience, which was really stupid. That was, just, <laughs> that was so yeah. It was for no one, basically. Yeah, for no one. And then they play that up in the second second time around. I mean, we didn't really get into spoiler section, but yeah, this, you know, eventually they do the whole routine again. They reset Vin, and then they're like, "Oh God, this guy's so stupid." Oh, blah 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 blah. We're gonna do this routine again. It's just, oh boy, oh boy. I did. I did have to like the trope. That exists in so many bad movies of the guy moments before you're being knocked out, being like, "I'm going to tell you everything." I, wait, I enjoyed that. Wait, who, who gets knocked <laughs> wait, out? Yeah, which guy told him everything? Um, it was Legman, like Legman, right before he oh, yeah, like, yeah. reset Vin Diesel. He's like, "Let me tell you every single bad thing that we're doing." Oh yeah, which is just playing with fire when you don't know exactly how memory works, right? Yeah, yeah. but it, he he had no reason to believe that he his memory wasn't about to be wiped because that was the procedure he was starting. Like he was just missing the common line of dialogue where he's like, "And I'm about to wipe your memory, so you won't even remember that I told you this." It's a it's a dumb trope. I, I, I just don't think in real life anyone would do that. Like, why play with fire? Just don't talk to the guy that you're about to reset. Yeah, It'll be just, way easier. Just walk out. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to talk to yeah, walk out with your weird metal legs. Uh, I did like the Reservoir Dogs uh, wink, where someone is tied up and someone else is dancing around to music with uh, with a weapon. I thought that was very yeah with Psycho <laughs> Killer. Yeah, that was I. I... I do enjoy, I do enjoy whenever bad guys dance in anything. It just it's like a extra level of uh, of craziness. I mean, we had that also in Birds of Prey, right? Yeah, the, the ex machina special. Yeah, yeah. I, I also appreciated the RoboCop homage when Vin Diesel's waking up at the end and you don't really see anything, but you know he's coming back to life and you hear people around him. I mean, I don't know this holy shit. Can can we watch a good movie? <laughs> <laughs> there are no more good movies <laughs> oh you know what there actually is a really funny moment in this movie there's some weird like they're running around and someone kicks a car and it's a police car and there's two police officers in it <laughs> holding donuts and the cars just start spinning in circles and the cops are screaming in fear <laughs> while holding their donuts and i thought okay you got you got one good you got a, you got a funny in there that was nice yeah uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. that. That made me laugh. Though yeah. I didn't understand how time works in that moment. Like, is it just spinning really slowly, or is it like a Max Payne situation, but nothing cool is happening <laughs> with went, the time dilation? They went to no, he, time. he was he was he was walking behind it with his gun firing as it rotated. So he was. Yeah. But if you were to using... kick a car, would it just slowly rotate like that? I feel like that no, wouldn't he, happen. He had a rapid fire weapon. <laughs> Wait. It, it, so he's just shooting the car? He's no, he's shooting slow-mo. He's using the car as cover, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. just saying that scene actually happens within, like, one second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but so does every it single... It didn't feel slow-mo Steven, to me. But it, so it didn't does, feel like it was playing up the slow-mo. This movie really sucks. <laughs> don't, don't think about it. Although I did write down that the, the eyes dude gets a cool helmet. 
at some point <laughs> and, and, and shoots up drones. And I thought that was cool. He could see. Everything. All right. So here's the thing with this guy. <laughs> the it's not like his eyes are some like AI technology that will warn him when things are coming. It says all these cameras are plugged direct, directly, direct, <laughs> directly, 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 <laughs> directly into his optic nerve. Into the picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. So he says that all the cameras are plugged directly into his optical nerve, which means he's just receiving the signal that should be what two eyes see as shit from all angles but every time we cut to it it's just a regular pov with some stupid computer overlays his brain would need to rewire itself on the inside to receive all those different disparate images and combine them into one thing like it doesn't make sense how that even works yeah i'm not even thinking that Pretty sure they also say he's he was the best sharpshooter in the army he never I don't think he picks up a gun in the movie. You think that Yeah, yeah that that is the thing that bothered me about him. He doesn't do anything with his he cool eyes. Like there's anything. nothing in the movie that he does to like even Lung Girl gets to do stuff. He does a front wheelie to avoid getting hit by a truck because he sees the truck from the sky. Did you guys notice how slowly okay. everything was going in that motorcycle chase? Usually they hide that pretty well, but I'm pretty sure every car around him was going like three miles an hour. Like it was it was rough. <laughs> They're copying Matrix yeah. 2 with the going in the wrong direction. It's just like, oh, my God. It's this, ooh, mama. So does does I-Man, I never got, does he only have eyes on his chest or does his eyes in his head? He has three in the back and his back, too. But does he have head eyes also? I don't and think if they, not, why not? I don't think they were. No. He doesn't have Why wouldn't they eyes? just also put them there? You would think he, the they, They're on is, his helmet that he puts on. Yeah. And then he throws the drones okay. up in the air, which was which was actually kind of yeah. Cool. So presumably he has the chest and all body side eyes so that he can do physical combat. And then when he goes out on the road, he switches to also having the helmet that protects him. Also, I mean, having in in college, I programmed a robot that had extra cameras on its arms because the theory was that would make it better at picking stuff up. It 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 did not work out well, that way. You're not. Well, did you work for RST? You're not a good engineer, so that's that could have been that is also could have been, that could have been part of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing worked actually. Yeah, see, see, it wasn't the it wasn't the cameras. Yeah. They're trying to fight wars, Stephen. <laughs> not fold t-shirts. Oh, yeah. that's, or or that's... Tur- or turn socks right side out. Oh boy, he he might have need to make another cocktail after that. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. <laughs> Should we get to verdicts, guys? Oh, yeah. You sure. got to remind me of the rubric system again. Because right. it has like 20, 25 levels. David Klein. If you're going to give this a must-see, reckon with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? This is a hard must-avoid. There is nothing redeeming about this movie. Even as a huge Vin Diesel, Fast and the Furious, uh, a man apart... <laughs> <laughs> please you know what you should do go rent a man apart instead of this movie that's who that's what you should do yeah because i really I like mean, that movie did you not watch the ending of this film he was a man apart oh my god um <laughs> jesus yeah this is this is a this was a tough one because it was like i think i mentioned before it wasn't fun bad it was just boring bad <sighs> steven miller yeah i mean i i agree that it wasn't fun bad it was just boring bad but in this world where death and destruction are happening around me, 
I had a mildly not terrible time watching this, so I'm going to bump it up to a pass with a caveat. Um, it is not a good movie. It is much worse than its premise should have been. Like, if you tell me you're making a Vin Diesel movie that is Groundhog Day with murdering a ton of people, that should be fun. Like, there are so many ways to make that a good movie, and the fact that they didn't is a real shame. Caveat being, it is still better than a deadly virus. So, if if those are your two options, I'm gonna say go. I just realized go with this, this movie is also a direct rip off of that movie that came out a couple years ago. That's all shot. The guy's wearing a GoPro and he's running around killing people. Hardcore, Hardcore Henry. Henry. Exactly. This is an exact rip off of Hardcore Henry. Be careful. You're gonna make it Chris's number ten movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Hardcore Henry is fucking great. It and it logically right. makes sense. Yes. <laughs> and there's no nanobots. Uh, I am going to also give this a pass with a caveat. Um, I didn't hate... I mean, it's definitely not worth $20. <laughs> but <laughs> if you were to... I, eventually, it's got to go on like on regular rent instead of buy. And when that happens... Yeah, eventually, someone must be able to watch it without paying. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if you could if you could watch this on an iPad with headphones without getting out of bed, I mean, before you've even gotten up and gone to the bathroom and brushed your teeth and showered, I mean, why not? Why not? Brutal. <laughs> All right. Well, I think <laughs> whatever it was that just happened for the last hour uh, is now done and over. So, <laughs> David Klein, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, D.I. Klein on Twitter and hopefully this podcast again with a better movie. <laughs> Steven. Uh, you can find me at sdavidmiller.com or twitter.com slash sdavidmiller. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Bloodshot, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, David, thanks for joining us once again. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Always a good time. <laughs> we'll have to figure Total out. Recall. This is also kind of a rip-off of Total Recall. Oh my. <laughs> Which one? Just had to get that in there. Wouldn't it be more like Cannot Recall? Yeah, oh for sure. Oh my god. Minim- minimal Recall. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll have to figure out when the next Vin Diesel movie is going to be on VOD <laughs> so we can have you back. Oh, thanks. Wonderful. <laughs> we got Vin Diesel, we got The Rock, we got Keanu Reeves. We're, we're like, we're, we're increasing the roster of people that we can have you on the podcast for. <laughs> I love it. I, I want to see Vin Diesel in like an indie rom-com. I feel like that would be, that'd be really special. It's called The Pacifier. No. <laughs> that's, that's his account. <laughs> It'll, it, it'll, it'll be a movie about him as like a dad with a newborn baby and it'll be called The Pacifier. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's <laughs> it. So thank you everybody for listening. We will see you next time. <laughs>
I, I love the five second time delay because I can't tell if people are not laughing because of the time or they're just not laughing. Should I stop? It's usually not laughing.